0: Thank you and friendship and this week we're touching on a topic that's been hot on everyone's mind lately I think yes we are
1: digging into socializing post-covid which was something that I know we've talked about and we've been pining to talk about and while everything first happened it seemed like such a short blimp like just stay home just press pause and
0: everything will be back in no time (laughs) Yeah. Right. That (laughs) pause has now lasted almost 18 months. For me, this has been a lot of a creating a new routine, B lamenting my extroverted self. is no longer satisfied. C becoming happy being inside with no socializing D wondering if I'm actually an an introvert (laughs) and E being thrilled with my new routine as a homebody.
1: I can totally relate. It seemed easier for me to shut it all down and just hunker down than it was to try to force like some awkward virtual hangs. Um, But as time went on, I knew I had to adjust. Even my introverted self needed humans. So I got over this in video fright and just saw some friends. And in some ways, I feel like I'm now into this groove that works. But maybe I've just adjusted to accepting
0: this imperfect solution. Completely. I have found that my routine has been this balm and finding out where to add socializing back in has given me some amount of anxiety like I found this routine that didn't include that and I'm happy. So does that now mean that I don't have time for friends, for networking, for socializing, for in real life events, et cetera, et cetera. Right. It's,
1: it's complicated. It's not as easy as, as turning the switch back on. It wasn't just a pause. So after all of this readjusting, here we are in June thinking that the worst is behind us. Knock on wood. And IRL socializing can begin again.
0: Woo. Woo. Yeah. So across the country, even the worlds are starting to reopen. People are getting vaccinated or sometimes not travel is up. Friends are visiting restaurants are seemingly filling up again. It's like nature is healing. But honestly, like I said, not rushing into this with arms wide open. I mean, I do want hugs, but not at the expense of this personal routine, self-care, book reading, candle burning alone at night, some semblance of happiness and peace that I found. It does seem like for all the anticipations, it's not all unabated joy. There is some trepidation.
1: Agree, hard agree. Mm. I mean, there's been so much to build up for things to return to normal. Um, But, like, can you go back to normal? Right? Like, it doesn't feel normal anymore. And I also think, like, the introvert piece, I finally am like, yes, everyone understands us. Come stay at home. It's lovely. You don't have to schlep. Great. So, adjusting now to an extroverted world Mm. feels Um, slightly more empathetic, like the world is more empathetic to to us, or our plight, Mm -hmm. but also uh, it it feels a little scary um, because we were told to be safe, you stay home. And so adjusting to not wearing a mask is a welcome change, uh, especially in this Texas heat. Mm -hmm. But some of these reopenings just seem
0: so abrupt. Right. Totally. After being told when you stay inside and apart, the switch to mask-free group gatherings does seem like A quick transition, at least from where I sit in New England, Uh, turns out that our cautiously optimistic outlook is common. So question, do you think you're really wanting to take anything to the new normal that you adopted during COVID as it relates to friendship and socialization? So I love this question as it applies
1: just to friendship, but also because I think it applies to Basque as a whole, the idea of why we're even having a podcast, why we even have a technology solution to becoming. Um, mm-hmm. It's that making an effort is more important. I think it was really easy. I know for me to slip into um, a pretty lazy routine with friends, mm-hmm. right? Um, where it was like, yeah, I'll see you if I see you. Yeah. We can do some, some outdoor socializing. We can like go to dinner. Dinner was kind of our, our go-to things. So when you take restaurants away, I think we were like, oh, how do I socialize Mm -hmm. with you now? Um, And so it has made us make a very concerted effort to reach out to friends. I think I've been more consistent at reaching out to a wider group of friends as well. Um, And so I think that is a piece that, that mindfulness about friendship and that knowing how important they are devoid of this other social action, meaning like I don't get to talk to people at the grocery store. I don't get to fill my little social bucket with these like, one off conversations that I tend to like. Like, I love talking to the mail lady. I will talk to mm-hmm. anyone, I'll talk to the person on the street. Um, but being intentional that I'm spending this social energy on my friends and my loved ones, and by not allowing myself to be complacent and lazy, that's something I want to continue taking because it has actually really helped my friendships, I think, in COVID.
0: Mm. What about you? Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love also that you have been like so broadly mindful and like applied that to all your friendships or just kind of really changed your thinking and action around that. I feel like mine is way more tactical of like what I'm eager to bring in. So before COVID, I think I was fairly one-dimensional when it came to communication. It was like email or a text, like was kind of it. And yeah, there was the in-person dinners and and in-person conversations, but as related to just like how to keep in touch, how to communicate when you're not at the dinner or at the glass of wine or at the run, um, it was just a text or an email. And so um, I'm now in a place where I do so much more like Audio texting and videos and photos. So I do this like all the time now. It's wonderful. And I've seen like my friends start to do that more in return also. Um, and maybe that was just a general evolution and maybe I'm old and like texting was all I could do. But like now I feel just like there's more options, which makes the relationship more colorful and like more, there's just like more in between than just that green or blue bubble. Um, so that's been really helpful in the last year. And I want to do more of that.
1: Yes. I love that you touched on that and it and it goes into this next segue in which we asked all of our friends, mm-hmm. not all of them, but a good, a good portion of our mm-hmm. friends, what our thoughts were about socializing in this next chapter. And what I was actually really surprised was the responses I got more often than not were audio messages, which mm-hmm. I had never remember getting from these, these particular friends. So it's nice that people are just finding new ways to connect and like you know, they say people are suited to different forms. Some people are um, verbal, some people are written and now it's just kind of like anything goes. So like whatever gets your message across, I love. So we wanted to share these thoughts about what our friends had
0: to say about socializing post COVID. Yeah. So one friend of mine said, now that things are opening back up, I've been and feel completely comfortable going back into the world as I am vaccinated and feel safer. I do aim to stay outdoors though, so cautiously optimistic. Another said, "I feel good hugging and meeting up with the new and old individuals for in real life catch up." So much optimism here. Another, since I am vaccinated, I feel comfortable meeting up with friends and doing things that I was used to before. Maybe a little return to the the, the old normal. Um, another friend, again, some optimism outrageously overjoyed to start chipping away at our hug deficit looking forward to some physical connection
1: also I love the term hug deficit (laughs) (laughs) that's That's an affectionate sweet person um and and I had some friends who whose emotions were a little bit more complicated I think a lot of people um, were grappling with things they learned about themselves and it wasn't as simple as like when is the next dinner party? They wanted Mm -hmm. to know. Um, I had a friend who shared as someone who became a mama during the pandemic that it's been so fun seeing the world open up and through the eyes of a young human who thought the world was just two other people. Mm -hmm. She had her whole little life, just two people. She's been, it's been so, so fun to see her re-enter society. I guess for her first time, inter-society. I had another friend who mentioned because they spent so much time on Zoom and doing video calls back to back that they essentially kind of stopped caring how they looked. They just rolled from bed to Zoom, bed to Zoom. Mm -hmm. And this has in turn made them feel more comfortable in their own skin by spending so much screen time just as they are. So she said that now she can go out in person. Not only is she excited, but I don't put as much weight into how I present. I feel like I'm more myself authentically. Mm. Thought that was a fascinating takeaway. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I have for, for another friend, which was, that she said, I've already taken two trips and I have trips planned all through November,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I do get pause when I am at the airport and I'm still getting used to being around strangers. And that makes me nervous overall. I'm pretty excited. Hmm.
0: Quite a lot to like reckon with here from like the extreme can't wait to chip away at our de- hug deficit to like, No, I'm still a bit nervous. Like there's a range. And, and I think honestly, this feels really reflective of even the conversation we had earlier in this podcast around, like, I know I need to go back out into the world, but my routine and my happiness inside, right. There's this tug of war for all of us or a little bit of push and pull. Um, excited. Can we be Um, and we all either are operating in that range or we're at one space in that range. Yeah. And I think it's normal to
1: feel kind of both, or it depends on the moment. Um, I know, I know my friend who, who was mentioning travel, travel is definitely her passion. So I understand her wanting to get back to the thing that really lights her up, but then Mm -hmm. seeing a bunch of people in a tight contained environment, she's like, Oh, Oh oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And you just have to kind of, I guess, or to her point was like, I have to push through these uncomfortable moments to get the thing that I love back in my life, because that is important to me. Um, and like, also that the thing I think I'm taking away is like, there's no one right answer, right? It's, it's your, your tolerance, your risk profile, like your, your appetite for it. And some people are going to take a little longer and some people are going to like run out of their caves.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I guess this also illuminates that as much as we all might've had some amount of shared experience in the last 18 months, we also had, which is great and like is a tie that binds us all like humanity. Right. But we also interpreted and perceived and felt into that shared experience based on what happened to us prior in our lives and like just who we are. And so now this becomes like another experience in our bodies and minds. And we all are going to respond to that differently. Any experience like a trip or meeting a new person or moving like these are all, and that's not to undermine or minimize what has happened here in the last 18 months, but this is just a big, big experience for all of us.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really great point to keep in mind. And it made me think about the the different quotes we got from different friends and like their experiences. I know some people, it, it forced them to start new jobs. Some people moved. Um, one person I know got COVID themselves and it caused a, some long-term health effects. Uh, you know, luckily, I don't know anyone who lost a friend to COVID. And but I can imagine like these are like those big, big moments in life that can de- definitely be anywhere from like little T trauma to like big T trauma. And you hold that, like you said, like in your body differently. And so your response is, how big of a deal was this to you? Some people, you know, are really lucky. I think. Um, I know we from I I personally it was really lucky. My husband stopped traveling and I got a full-time parent, a full-time mm-hmm. husband like that. That was like such a blessing. Um and I know my experience was basically the opposite than a lot of other people. Yeah. And so maybe that, that is a, a good thing to keep in mind is just um, being empathetic to people's shared but different, very different experiences. Yeah. Um. So with that being said, I think this is completely new territory. And so Sally and I did a lot of research into what are people saying? Like, what, what is the norm? Should, should we... Should we test ourselves against the norm? Should we just be overly kind? What helps? Um, and so we did find some tips and some helpful things to keep in mind as you might be dealing with social anxiety or helping a friend who's still a bit weary of coming out of lockdown. One tip I kept reading over and over again as we did research on this was go slow. <laughs> just maybe don't go to Coachella. Maybe that's not <laughs> like the first entry point, right? Maybe start with lunch outside. Start with one-on-one and build your social muscles back.
0: Mm. Yeah, I love that. Um, Adam Smiley Puswalski, he's the author of Friendship in the Age of Loneliness. He also had a few suggestions. L- love these. Keep it simple. So again, no Coachella, no travel plus road trip plus. Um, you know, like signing up for all the Airbnb experiences when you're out of town with new people, like, no, just keep it really simple and be direct about what you're feeling. I, I love that we asked our friends for their input also, because it kind of forces you to clarify what might be just like mulling around in your head. So as you're listening today, just try to clarify for yourself, like, what are you feeling about this? You can also try a reflection exercise before socializing, says Smiley, which is an activity where you sit and just take stock of your friendship. Think about a particular person, remind yourself of how and why your friends, think about how you guys got together, the good conversations you've had, and focus on the good and the happy times. It helps to set that mind frame to join when you you join up together for your next meeting You can come from a place of joy. So I, I also love that because if there's been a gap, especially with in real life meetings up with a particular friend, or maybe you haven't kept in as great of touch with them, going back through your evolution and storyline, maybe even connects that gap, like closes that gap a little bit where it might even feel like very little time has passed at all. Um, I also love, um, you know, Google photos does a good job and maybe even Apple photos also does this if, if you're an iPhone user, but they um, you can like tag a friend and then they can show you all of the friend, the photos that have that friend's face in it. So, um, you could search by that and just like go through your storyboard with that person. Like, where have you been? What have you done with them? Um, it's, I feel like that's such a great way to kind of go through that visual representation of your friendship.
1: I love that so much. I've never heard of that. I do Like I have to go look, um, is that something you do?
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And and then Google is also really good about, um, in fact, just this weekend, um, Google suggested to me memories of Bennett and David, which um, Bennett is my husband and David is his grad school roommate and really close friend. And so they've been friends now for almost 20 years. And so we have like 20 years of photos. So Google made me an album that was just photos of the two of them in various stages of fun and chaos over the last, you know, almost 20 years.
1: I love that.
0: Yeah, I'd never seen the duo that the two friends together. I'd always ever seen Google suggest to me, like, look at all the photos of Breck, um, in one like consolidated place.
1: I love that. Oh, that's gonna be fun. Okay, everybody, do that. That looked just so fun. (laughs) I I like that that tip about the reflection exercise. I think it's helpful for like anything, right? Any hard time too. It's remember, Mm -hmm. remember why. Remember why it's good. (laughs) These are really great tips. Really good. Um, it actually reminds me of what you mentioned about trying to close the gap, right? Because people did have such varying different experiences. That in one in one of the research articles, someone mentioned the the Japanese art of kintsugi, right, where you you mend your broken pots with gold, and you're yeah. highlighting what's different and what's what's unique about them. Like you're kind of highlighting the broken pieces but making them beautiful. And I think that was such a great analogy for this time, right? Where it's, it's never going to be perfect. The pot's never going to be intact, but maybe we are integrating the new things and we're Mm -hmm. highlighting what's different. And like new normal is normal for us now. Like it's never, it's all for momentum. We're never going to go back. We're only going to go forward. And so I love these tips that Smiley shared that these researchers had. I love that. Um, I think just learning to be slow, to Mm be mindful, um, and to be kinder to other people because their years were different. Like some people maybe just dropped off the planet, and like give them a pass. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was that was their dealing. Like that was their bomb. You know, they not all people were COVID thriving. Um, People were COVID falling apart. Mm. So if we're all out of practice at the end of the day, we just want connection. Sally, do you have any other tips for, for connection and trying to build that muscle
0: back? No, I love just ending thought of be kind to yourself um, and go, just go slow and know that that's totally okay.
1: There you go. You didn't need permission, but you have permission go slow, Mm -hmm. be kind to yourself. If you liked getting deep with us today, hit subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you want to join our waitlist to be the first on our friendship app, please sign up at getbask.com. And we will see you next time on Bask and Friendship.